everybody. Welcome to the Dream Life Podcast. I'm Tiffany Paul. I'm a mom, wife, and entrepreneur, and of course, dreamer. Join me here each week to have conversations about what it means to create the life of your dreams. To me, a dream life is about so much more than just the stuff we have or the things we've accomplished or achieved. It's really about a feeling. It's about creating a life that we love living. And I do think it's possible to enjoy the journey on our way to these big dreams we have for ourselves. Why wait? But I also know it isn't easy. So join me here each week to talk about it. I'll be sharing the ups and the downs of creating a dream life. Get ready to get real, dream big, and feel good. This is the Dream Life Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Life Podcast. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so today's episode, I want to dedicate to talking about the mental health experience, from my perspective at least, of being an entrepreneur and chasing down big dreams. Because the truth is, the highs and lows that you experience as an entrepreneur are unlike anything I have experienced in my life. Honestly, even just saying like the highs and lows, it feels like um, in my mind, I'm visualizing like it's just like up, down, up, down, but it's really more like a lot of downs and then like medium and then down and then and then a little win and then a down and then a big win and then a down and then a down and then a down and then like nothing and then nothing and then like nothing. <laughs> so you get the point. Is like I feel like sometimes as entrepreneurs we hear like there's the highs are high and the lows are lows and you almost think that it's like an even split of highs and lows. But my experience through the years has been a lot of lows, a lot more things go wrong, a lot more headaches, a lot more stressors than there are wins. And that's what makes it mentally exhausting being an entrepreneur, which is why I want to talk about it today. So often entrepreneurship is glamorized and every entrepreneur knows that it is far from glamorous. And so I just want to make it so crystal clear for anybody who's thinking about this journey is that it is a lot of hard work, a lot of hustle, a lot of ups and downs with a lot of those downs being more frequent than the ups. And maybe there are other journeys that are less bumpy or filled with less lows and good for them. I'm not saying that this is how it is for everybody. I'm just speaking from my own experience. I think some of the reasons that I had more lows and setbacks and failures is because of the fact that this is all new to me. You know, I came from a corporate background. I didn't have a huge network of entrepreneurs. And so it was so much trial and error versus maybe if your work experience prior to being entrepreneur was in a startup or in a smaller business, or you have a strong network of entrepreneurs you can rely on and ask questions or, or get connections from that might make your learning curve a little less steep. But for me, that was not the case, which means I made a lot of mistakes. I had to work probably 10 times harder and 10 times longer to get everything that I wanted in my businesses and to reach those goals. And the other reason it's been tough is because all of my businesses have been entirely self-funded. So my first business in the travel space was literally funded with just every extra dime and dollar I had from my paycheck, from my corporate job. I saved everything and it went all to the business. And so that is stressful when you when you make a, a $10,000 error or you have a, a 
a defective product that you need to fix or a payment is late from a retailer or a payment files bankruptcy and doesn't owe you the money you were counting on, those are big stressors. Those are big lows. And with the the new business slept, and it's also self-funded, I talked about in a previous episode how I ended up pulling from my 401k to keep that business alive and doing well when the travel industry was at a stop and that revenue halted. And I know maybe you might be listening to that and thinking, why don't you just go get a loan? Well, because my first experience in entrepreneurship, I did take out eventually a loan. But you know, over the years, you just build all of this interest up. And I just really didn't want to get myself in debt this second time around. And I saw how businesses collapsed overnight. And I just wasn't, I didn't have the time and mental capacity to go raise money. And I found a way to roll over part of my 401k into my C-Corp without the typical kind of tax um, penalty. It's called um, a ROBS, the ROBS rollover, where there's a method where you can roll over your 401k um, basically and buy shares of your own company. So I didn't just take it out, take the penalty and put it back in. I was creative, but that's, that is stressful, right? And I've gone all in kind of financially with my businesses by using all my savings, pulling from my 401k and at times having to put things on credit cards. And like I said, seeing all the interest I'm paying in loans and business cards, it is stressful. And it took a long time for me to be able to pull any money out of the business. And so I think sometimes that made it a little less fun and the low is a little more stressful because you're like, I'm dealing with all these headaches and I'm not even getting paid for it. At least like when I worked at my corporate job, I was dealing with all these headaches but getting paid well for it. And so sure, I could have pulled money out of the business sooner, but then how do you have money to grow the business? So for me, the financial piece has been a huge part of my stress because it's my own personal money and because I hesitate to pull out extra money for myself because it does slow the growth. Sometimes I just want to use it to hire another person or expand my marketing or place a bigger order overseas. And those things feel important to me. At the same time, the mental well-being is harder to manage when you're not getting paid and you are dealing with great amounts of stress. And I think that this journey looks a lot different if you are someone who comes from money or you did raise a lot of money. And oftentimes when um, founders raise money, they can negotiate a salary for themselves. So they are working and getting paid to build their dream. Whereas I worked for five, six years without taking a dollar for my name. And even when I did start taking a small amount for myself, it was relatively modest. So talking about like living the dream, it's like, well, do you like dealing with headaches for free? (laughs) It's all the price you pay to go down this journey, this path of building your own business and chasing down big dreams. And there are so many days I feel like I'm just not strong enough or cut out for this or I can keep running this marathon that is being an entrepreneur. And I've had people tell me like, you are one of the strongest people I know. And I want to just provide some of that context because if you don't know me personally, you might just feel like, well, she's 
just not cut out for this or she's not strong enough or she this isn't for her. But I feel like I have the grit, the resilience. I am strong. I can handle this and overcome and get back up every time I fall. But over time, it wears on you mentally and you start to question, is this for me? I never expected it to be easy. I never expected it to be overnight. But I also did not expect how my mental health would be affected being an entrepreneur. I have never had this level of anxiety and even at times like borderline depression. For me, some of the lowest lows have been like looking at my bank account and wondering how I'm going to pay the bills next month or times where, you know, thousands of units had like a defective um, part and I had to like replace everything or when my first partnership we filed bankruptcy and I had sold all of my inventory to them and they never paid me a dime. And then there's the personal kind of the self-limiting beliefs, the battles that I've experienced inside, wondering if I'm smart enough, strong enough, resilient enough to do this, wondering if I'm connected enough or my brand or product is good enough to make it if my dreams are ever going to become a reality, if I'm ever going to reach the level of success I desire. So in addition to the lows of literally just all the stuff that goes wrong being an entrepreneur, because like that's never going to change, I think the early stage entrepreneur spends a lot of time figuring out answers. Like it's all new, so you're constantly learning. And so when you constantly find yourself not knowing the answers, you start to like doubt yourself. Like I said, am I smart enough? Can I do this? Is it easier for other people? Am I doing it wrong? And just continually not knowing the answer and being up against challenge after challenge after challenge, you can start to feel like a failure and have doubts and start comparing yourself. And so the perfect combination of like business problems and your mental health and your your internal kind of dialogue you're having with yourself is a recipe for, you know, a mental health decline. So I think it's so important for entrepreneurs to make sure you are supported in your mental health with maybe regular therapy appointments, I go monthly, or a strong support system. For me specifically, I like connecting to other entrepreneurs because only they know what it's like, the perils of entrepreneurship and the lows are like. So surrounding yourself maybe with like regular touch points with other entrepreneurs reminds you that you're not alone in this. And for me, my husband has often been my sounding board for when things go wrong or when I'm stressing about something in my business, but he's never going to truly understand what I go through because he's never had his own company. And so while he's a great sounding board, it doesn't necessarily feel better because it sometimes feels like he doesn't get it, right? So you're looking for the support system that can truly make you feel like you're not alone who get it. Because even when my husband tells me like, I'm going to figure it out and you can do this and I believe in you, like while I on one hand, I so appreciate that support. On the other hand, it's kind of like, well, can I really do this? You don't really, you know, kind of understand the world of entrepreneurship. So at times it's like when he says he believes in me, I'm kind of like, well, that's what you're supposed to say. But hearing from other entrepreneurs, you know, there's a way through or here's what I would do that really helps. So 
if you are an entrepreneur and you don't have that support system, definitely do your best to build up even just one other person and maybe having like a quarterly or or bi-monthly touch point so that you can just bring your challenges to the table. This is what I'm currently working through either mentally, emotionally, or like physically in your business. And those type of connections are really going to help you get over the hurdle of being an entrepreneur. The other thing that's so important is that you take breaks. As an entrepreneur, I think so many of us get into this to be your own boss and set your own schedule. But the the reality is most of us end up working like way more hours and have more difficulty finding that work-life balance because it is our baby. It is our dream. We do care so much. So it's hard to unplug and justify stepping away because you feel like, you know, it's having a negative impact on your business. But the reality is when you are taking those times for yourself, you're going to come back a little more focused, a little more productive, a little more creative, a little more you, and you are a badass if you are a fucking entrepreneur. So take those breaks to unplug and recharge so you can come back to your business fresh. Like when, you know, I was working in corporate America, we had like our set vacation days, and I always made sure every single one of those days were used, right? And then I became an entrepreneur and I just kind of forgot to take vacations, right? Because it was like not allocated to me. Nobody was telling me you have two weeks of paid vacation this year, three weeks or whatever. So if it takes like a structure, like allocating literal vacation days to yourself, do that. Because otherwise it's easy just to spend your whole time working and wonder why you are burnt out. And the last mental health challenge I want to address here is how so many of us as entrepreneurs, but even working professionals, we even stay-at-home moms, like we all do this where we start to wrap our identity in what we do. And so if your business starts to fail or falter, you start to feel like a failure. And I have to be so clear on this with you right now because I need to tell myself all the time. If your business is a failure, you are not a failure. Your business is just something you work on. It is not who you are. It feels like a part of you. I understand that's why I talk about it as like my baby, right? It's like an extension of me, but it's not me and it's not you. So if you're looking at your success in whatever your dream is and it's not going as fast or as far as you dreamed of, That's not a reflection of you personally. That is just a reflection of the business itself. And if you don't believe me and you still need convincing, ask yourself, who are you outside of your business? If your business were to be gone overnight, if your job were to be lost, or let's say you're even a stay-at-home mom and your kids go off to college, who are you? Describe yourself outside of your job title. And so even though your job or your business may feel part of you, you will see if you put it down on paper that you are so much more than just what you do. The essence of you, the uniqueness that is you goes far beyond your business. And so that can be a huge, for a better, lack of a better term, mind fuck. If you start feeling like you are what you do, that's when you start to lose yourself or parts of you. And that's when the success and failure of the business start to dictate the success or failure you feel like you are. 
And truthfully, it is hard to separate them, but you must. You must for your mental health and your mental well-being because one in three businesses fail. And so while we never want to imagine that we're going to be one of the three, we cannot wrap up our entire identity in these dreams and in these businesses because what if it fails? And outside of failure, just the reality that it it's going to be filled with ups and downs and setbacks and things that you fuck up and things that you don't do right and things that you don't know. And so if you just accept early on that this business, this dream is something you're working on and maybe an extension of you, but it is not the entirety of you and your self-worth and your identity is not to be wrapped up in this business, in this dream. Because the truth is you are enough as you are outside of your business and your dream. And I need to remind myself of this all the time that we are enough just by simply being here and being ourselves. And so in this month of May where we're talking about mental health awareness, I want you to know that if you are an entrepreneur and you're struggling with anxiety and depression and just self-doubt and worry, this is all normal. This is the less glamorous side of being an entrepreneur. So do your best to support yourself with other entrepreneurs. Get into therapy if that feels good to you. Make time in your day to move your body. Get outside. Take a vacation. Take personal days. Remember that you are not your business. You are a badass and you don't need a successful business to prove that. I promise you. So that is my experience with my mental health journey, being an entrepreneur, the ups and a lot of downs, and I hope it makes you feel a little less alone. If there's an entrepreneur in your life that needs to hear this message too, please send this episode to them or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram in your stories, tag us. I would absolutely love and appreciate that so much. Next week, we are going to be continuing this conversation around mental health with an interview on Monday from Scout Sobel, who is a badass entrepreneur who has also been diagnosed with a severe case of bipolar disorder, and she has built up such resilience and such a beautiful perspective around this diagnosis, even proclaiming that it's the best thing that's ever happened to her. So tune in next Monday for that interview. And if you guys aren't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And please take one sec to write a quick review if you're loving the show. I absolutely love to hear from you. And in the meantime, you guys keep on dreaming big. You got this. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it so far, could you do me a quick favor and write a review? Even if you're like the type of person that never writes reviews, it'll take like just one minute. Reviews really help out a new podcast like mine get visibility. And plus, I want to hear what you think. In fact, if you screenshot your review and DM it to me on Instagram at Dream Life Podcast, I will give you a $10 credit towards my online sleep shop, thesleplife.com. And you can pick out something amazing to add to your bedtime routine as my way of saying thank you. So please write a review. Make sure you're subscribed so that you are notified each and every time a new episode drops. And don't forget, keep on dreaming big. You got this. you got this.